strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I'm Rod Kolick, and of course, with me is the lovely blonde shell herself, Ann Carrigan. I'm glad you could remember the name of our show. I told you I'm not good with names. <laughs> Woo, sorry. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> you know, I, was thinking, back. I was thinking, you know, um, we should, well, we got to snazz up the show a little bit. Oh, yeah? So, really? Do you ever see the Drew Carey show? Do you remember the Drew Carey show? Yeah, yeah, vaguely, yeah. Vaguely? Vaguely. It was a good show. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, was that? They all did the, like, the improvisation? No, no, no. That was, no, that was Drew Carey, but another one. But okay. he had an actual show that they did, right? And uh, at the very end of the show, they would do a song and a dance, uh, you know. We're not doing that. No? No. 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 Okay. Don't we do a song and dance? We never know what we're doing, so we just song and dance that way through. That's pretty much true. <laughs> <laughs> or as... People once told me during uh, a uh, presentation they gave, well, you pulled that one out of your butt. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much, that's, that's pretty, pretty much, much us. the show. Yeah. That's in, in a nutshell. All right, so uh, we're back again, and if you remember from last month's huh? show, since I didn't, uh, we asked you guys, whoever was listening or watching. I don't think anybody was listening. No, probably but not. anyways. Uh, to, uh, well, well, you tell them. You're the one who brought it up. Well, uh, so on last month's show, yeah. we had an, a little investigation up at Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse. Harbor. 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 Because I'm from Massachusetts. From so Massachusetts. Harbor. Right. Uh, and we had a, uh, we didn't want to call it an EVP. We had an audio, audio anomaly. anomaly. There you go. Say well, that five times fast. Think of them together. That's, <laughs> That's frightening. Uh, and we asked people... What do you think it is? Right. What do you think it's saying? Right. So. Did we get any results? We did not. So nobody watched So the nobody show. watched. <laughs> nobody listened, apparently. Yeah, that. They couldn't figure I out what the know. hell it said. That was just <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, who cares? <laughs> so now we're here to tell you that. No. no? We are? Aren't we going to. We're going to have all these people go back and listen now. Oh. So we're going to the show. We're going to play we're this gonna out. boost the numbers we're gonna play again. play this out for. <laughs> Another month? Because I forgot what the heck a thing was We're going to boost the numbers? Yeah, we'll boost the numbers. From zero? Hey, <laughs> zero to two is 200%. Okay. Uh, no, actually, it's I think we should really tell percent. the people. I'd rather really boost the numbers. All right. We'll talk about it next month. Sorry. Or the month before, next. Or no, we'll just string you along for the Until rest of the Until you give us an answer, right. we are not going to. All right. Right? Okay, fine. So, if you go to last <laughs> month's show, which is... On your website, right? If you go to uh, eb-camcam.org, right. you can find us on Video On Demand under Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Woohoo! Or you can also listen. It's archived on uh, Toginet 2 Toginet. as well. Toginet. Oh, yeah. So you can <laughs> listen to us on Do you know what Toginet, Toginet stands for? If you don't want to see us, you can listen to us. You, you know what Toginet stands no, for? No, I have no idea. It stands for something? Of course it does. Okay. You think you'd pick a name, Togi? I don't yeah, know. My radio station. I don't know. Radio uh, broadcasting station, Somebody's Togi. Name. What? What does it stand for? It stands for the Owners Group Incorporated. That's boring. 
Sorry, Toginet. That's a boring Excuse game. Me. Oh, I'm sorry. They, okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah, okay. They don't pay me anything. Well, they sponsor our show, so just... Oh, all right, you, fine. You know, everybody else pays Okay, should we get to the place. point? We should get to the point of Oh, yeah, what show. we're doing today. So, anyways... <laughs> by the uh, way... By the way, um, we're going to play a little video... Oh, we're not going to play a little video. <laughs> that was pretty mean. And forgot to load it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, we're going to pretend... It was a very little video. Oh, no, we can't. Actually, we can't because we already introduced our guests. I'm so confused today. We need... Yeah, you are. I need coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so coming up in September 28th, 29th, and 30th is uh, the sixth year we're doing Spirit Quest, uh, which is this big paranormal thingy. A paranormal thingy? That'll make people rush out to buy yeah, tickets. Yeah, paranormal experience. It's That's a paranormal it. extravaganza. That works. I like it's that. It's an entire weekend of fun, of fun, fun. and investigations and fun fun, because Ron will be there Uh, and guest speakers Jeff Belanger's going to be there Steve Parsons from the UK Dylan Dylan Jones Jones from the the UK UK. Uh, we have uh, a plethora of people you have to go on the website Ken DaCosta from uh, Rise Up Paranormal Uh, Derek Gunn uh, Roxy Zwicker Josh Mantello from Berkshire Paranormal uh, Laura Wister Ooh. The medium's going to do uh, message in search of messages from beyond, which will be a um, gallery thingy. Yep. Uh, Leslie Madden will be there, but we're going to talk about some of the stuff, and yes, we're going to get people's opinions on it. And don't forget, Greg Bogerhorn and Joe Cambria. I'm sure I butchered those. I'm names. sure you did. Uh, from Mufon. 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 What's I think that? Mufon. Mufon. Some kind of fawn. They're kind of. They're the U- UFO, UFO guys. They're the UFO, UFO guys. UFO guys. UFOs, we don't talk about UFOs very much. We should no, we talk don't. about them more. We don't. We're going to talk a lot of things tonight that we usually don't <clears throat> talk about. Okay. So, should we introduce our guests and get to I'm it? I'm waiting for it. All right. I'm going to introduce our guests? Because you're our co-host. All right. Okay. So, Ron said to me on for this show, uh, I want to do a, a paranormal panel and uh, have kind of a... I can't a, think of a, a think tank. Dis, a think tank. Paranormal think tank. Okay. So, without further ado, we would like to introduce our guests. And we have Nathan Mayer from the Paranews. From and our show. And... On our show. And from... And from um, Ghost Sarnier. Sorry. I caught Ron disease. I'm sorry. And Len Hunt who is West Bridgewater Retired Fire Chief and also a paranormal investigator. Enthusiast. Welcome. Thank Welcome. Yeah. Thank you both Thank for Thank you guys here. for coming. You didn't know what you're getting into. <laughs> you did, but you didn't. <laughs> this show is, is totally... I'm clueless in what's happening. Clueless. We all are. Yeah, it's we all, all are this evening. Um, by the way, if you do like Paranormal Talk, you can also uh, tune in to some of our other shows, which is uh, Ghost Chronicles International, which is done with Steve Passon from the UK and myself on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. And, of course, the fabulous... <gasps> Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Ghost Chronicles Don't Morning Edition. Don't that one. Morning Edition. <laughs> oh, Morning Edition. Yes, which is a vi- video broadcast, and uh, that's... This show is crazy. Listen, e- Morning Edition. Morning Edition is <laughs> Anyway, so let's get right to it. Uh, This year's Spirit Quest, which we've been doing for six years, uh, is we always have a theme. Mm -hmm. Last year was Houdini and Doyle. Yes. Yeah. 
And then we did one on uh, ghost hunting and witchcraft and ghost hunting and spiritualism and what I da 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 whatever. So this year is based on the old series in search of with Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. That's that one I do. Right, I, Mr. We, Spock. I've got the whole set, you know, on DVD. Ah. Yeah. Okay. And every time Ron comes over, he comes and visit me. We usually after lunch we'll That's Ron's have. Ron's son. Well, yeah. Mini me. For those not in the know. Whatever. That's why I have you here. So uh, we wa- always watch an episode, and it's really oh, awesome. Oh, cool. So anyways, last year, Steve Potson and I were sitting on the porch at the beach and trying to figure up a theme for this year's Spirit Quest, and we were talking about that show, and that's how it all came out. Unbeknownst to either one of us, guess what? What? The History Channel came up with a new one, Ah, <gasps> Wonderful. Yeah. It's, it airs on Fridays. Lynn, have you seen it? You're, you're nodding your head there. Josh Gates. No. No. Not Josh Gates. No, not Josh Gates. Oh, so, yes. So you're talking about the brand new one. The brand new one. Yes. Exactly. I, I have the seen the new ad. Spark. I have seen, yes, I have seen the, the new yes. Spark. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> right. So, anyways, uh, in fact, the last episode they ran, Steve Parson was on that show along with uh, his cohort from Parascience, uh, Ann Winsper, and they did yes. it on Time Switch, which he will be talking about in uh, Spirit Quest as well. So anyways, Spirit Quest this year is a virtual purpose of the paranormal. We have all kinds of crazy things. So I decided, what do people really think about these crazy things in the paranormal? So I decided to put together this elite panel of uh, paranormal enthusiasts elite. and decided We're to elite. come up with some... Uh, Don't you forget it, man. Elite, elite. We are elite. Oh, so you can't peek at the questions. Right. You I, can peek even at them. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what the questions are. You can are. peek at them. I don't care. He wouldn't tell me. So anyways, one of the topics we'll be discussing at uh, SpiritQuest this year will be uh, by Ken DaCosta from uh, Rise Up Paranormal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he'd be doing surprising. He'd be doing surprisingly. He'd be doing, he'd be doing surprisingly Bigfoot. 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 Nice. Yeti. How big was the foot? <laughs> uh, <laughs> very good. So Bigfoot is a hairy bipedal ape or early hominoid hominoid that lurks in isolated regions. It is estimated that 135,000 people search Google each month for Bigfoot. Really? You didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. There have been uh, sightings, footprints, photos, film footage, yet indisputable proof is sorely lacking. Mm-hmm. So, and this is one of the most famous cases, and I just want to bring it up. It's just a little paragraph, but I, I find it one of the most compelling. In July of uh, 1924, do you remember that? No. No, okay. I know you do. I do, yeah. Four prospectors in the Mount Helens region, uh, actually it was Ape Valley, come to think of it. Ape Valley? Ape Valley. Okay. So, uh, anyways, they were uh, prospecting gold, and uh, they told journalists of this horrendous episode they had one night where they were attacked by numerous, boulder-tossing, hairy mountain devils <laughs> that had descended upon their cabin. Okay. Yep. The attack uh, resulted in a one-sided gunfight because these hairy... Mountain devils didn't have guns. They were not equipped with no, weapons. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. Okay. One man, Fred Beck, claims to have shot one of the creatures, watching it tumble 
some 400 feet to the canyon below uh -huh. to its ultimate demise. Oh. But the next day after the attack had ceased and they went to get the body, mm -hmm. it wasn't it there. It wasn't there. It was gone. All right. So I'm going to ask my elite panel of paranormal enthusiasts uh, to uh, give me their opinions on Bigfoot. So let's start with our new guest today, Len. Len, um, what's your thoughts on Bigfoot? Do you think they're <coughs> real or what's, what's up? I think it's entirely possible that they're real. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard numerous, I'm sure you had numerous different uh, theories. Um, Greg Newkirk, for instance. I don't know if you know if you are aware of Greg Newkirk, but he he and his wife study study Bigfoot all the time, and I believe they're of the opinion that they may be interdimensional. Mm -hmm. yeah, I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That they come from another dimension, and mm -hmm. and that's why uh, you never find a body is because they're not they're not in this dimension when they pass away. Mm. Oh. So if you if I had to put you on the spot and say, do you believe or do you not believe, what would it be? I think I believe. I think I, I think I believe that they exist. Mm -hmm. How they, you know, how they exist. No, I don't whether they're yes. interdimensional yeah. or whatever, but I do believe they exist. By the way, I think everything paranormal is, is aliens. By the way, everything. Okay. <laughs> Shadow people, aliens. <laughs> Bigfoot, aliens. Okay. Sea serpents, aliens. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. All right. We're just being bombarded by aliens. All right. Just saying. So. Uh, Mr. Nathan, what's what's your thoughts on uh, Mr. Bigfoot? Um, ditto what he said. No, you can't say. That. Oh no! <laughs> no, no, no! You're not getting <laughs> off that easy. Nope. Uh, he, do I believe? I believe in a possibility that they. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Either believe they exist or they don't believe. That's all you can say. I mean, you can you can say I'm, I'm open to it, but you either believe or you don't believe. Right. It's like saying, does God exist or not? Do you believe in God? He exists. If you don't believe in God, he doesn't exist. Could, but could is not good enough. It's not okay, going to hurt you. I believe. It's not going to hurt your image. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> My image can get anywhere. <laughs> so, do you think, even that, you know, uh, Len brought up a good point about possibly interdimensional beings, but I think that's a stretch why there's no bodies, but that's my opinion. Uh, why do you think there's no, we don't find any bottle, bottle, bottles? Like, maybe they drink too, yeah. I don't know. Uh, bodies. Maybe they bury their dead and we haven't gone to a place where to find their graveyard really? and such. It, that, that was another theory that I've heard once before is that they're very very much like the elephant. Mm -hmm. The elephant, they all go to a certain place to die. Yeah, we always find their graveyards, though, yeah. don't we? Eventually. Yeah, yeah we eventually do. somebody will stumble across <laughs> right. it and find it. We always find these Indian burial grounds under everything that we walk on, by the way. Well, of course. Yeah, so, yeah. Which we, I, I think it, it the way it was explained to me at the time was when you think about the <clears throat> vastness of the area <laughs> that, they, that these reports come but we get them even in Massachusetts. We have reports of you uh, do. big, but usually in very remote areas. Yeah. It's not very often they're downtown Brockton, right? <laughs> you know well, yeah, I mean, we're getting coyotes in in town now, and we're getting that's because we built houses where they used to. So why don't we get Bigfoot walking down the street saying, <laughs> "Here I am," going through our garbage? They have, <laughs> they have the good knowledge of bears going away from us. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they're smarter than us. Maybe smart that's it. Us, yeah. 
Ann, what's your thoughts? First of all, believe or not believe, do you think? I I really don't think that I believe in Bigfoot. Okay, that's fine. I honestly... So why, why don't you believe just, in poor Mr. Bigfoot? I... I just think that if Bigfoot was really out there, mm-hmm. that somebody would have found more concrete evidence of his existence. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I'm just a big skeptic. They have Bigfoot poop. With those things, how do I know it's Bigfoot poop? How does anybody know it's Bigfoot poop? <laughs> I don't know. Really? I don't know. I'm, I am going to say no. Okay. That I doubt, I doubt the existence. Of Bigfoot. Okay, that's fair enough. I'm not open to it. That's fine. So, Len, let me ask you this. Um, Do you think that, unfortunately, like most things in the paranormal, there are so many hoaxes and so many, um, you know, people trying to pull things over on other people. Do you think that that's our biggest problem in the paranormal, that we have these people out there trying to... I think it's definitely an issue, and do I think there are people out there that are faking evidence? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, and unfortunately, there's no, there's, that I'm aware of anyway, there's no standard. There's, no, there's nobody that says, okay, you're going to do it this way. This is the way it should be done, and this is the way you, you prove evidence. So there's no, there's no guidebook. There's no, there's no guidelines to say, okay, you need to do it this way. So it allows people, I think, to fake evidence. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I definitely believe that people are faking evidence. In, in reality, though, there is a guidebook. You, you, I, I teach a course in uh, <laughs> paranormal CSI, and what we use is actually CSI procedures, which practically no really ghost hunters do anymore. Understood, but there's no, yeah. you know, it's not like you get a degree in, in, uh, in paranormal. Why do we have to associate? Uh, College education with uh, uh, that was just a intelligence a phrase. But I'm just saying, there's no, there's no uh, <laughs> certification, if you will. Right. But we have so many people out there, like parapsychologists, uh, like Karen O'Keefe and and Lloyd Arbeck and so many other ones, and. Uh, we kind of look up to those people, but in, in reality, they're in a lot of cases, and I'm going to say this, that they're not any better than some of the seasoned investigators that are on some of these paranormal teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, okay, that's fair enough. So, now we're going to play the video tip clip. <laughs> so we'll stop it. <laughs> oh, okay. Jeez, we'll skip I'm that sorry. One. <laughs> I left it out. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on. Um, tough on Ann tonight, huh? Yes. I know, right? Yeah, I told you I was in a mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're always in a mood. Oh, anyways, um, also that there will be in search of UFOs with Greg Berghahn and Joe Cambrieta, Cambrieta of MUFON or NUFON or something. So, anyways. If they show up after you massacred their names. They're going to hate me. Yes. I know. <laughs> Who doesn't, you know? Uh, UFOs, uh, what set of documents known as Project Blue Book include, includes retired declassified records from the U.S. Air Force is currently uh, in the custody of the National Archives. It is, uh, rela- relates to the uh, U.S. Air Force investigations of UFOs that occurred from 1947 to 1969. According to... Uh, the U.S. Air Force fact sheet, a total of 12,600 
and 18 sightings were reported uh, to Project Blue Book, Blue Book during this period. Of those, 701 remain unidentified. The project, once headed at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, officially ended in 1969. All of the Project Blue Book documentation is available in 94 rolls of microfilm uh, and with the case files and the administrative records. These records are, are examinable at the National Archive uh, Microfilm Reading Room in uh, College Park, Maryland. They include motion picture films, sound, recordings, uh, some still pictures, and uh, so forth. Uh, microfilm. Yeah, there you go. Microfilm's cool. Yeah. Mm. In the 1980s. And, no, we still store a lot of stuff on microfilm. Yeah, whatever. Now everything is digitized. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, no. There's still stored a lot on microfilm. Okay. There is uh, even a Project Blue Book web page so researchers can access it online. Okay, good. More than 50,000 of <laughs> U.S. official documents relating to the uh, U.S. Uh, UFO phenomena. So UFOs, I mean, this, this is one thing that you see a lot of pictures on, the, you know, videos and, and mm -hmm. reports from pilots that, that uh, they've seen these unidentified flying objects. So uh, we started with, uh, when last time, let's start with uh, Nate. Nate, which, first of all, do you believe in UFOs? Yes, okay. definitely. Unlike Bigfoot, oh, where I'm shaking. <laughs> yes, okay. I do believe in aliens. And... and all right, so you, you equated UFOs with aliens, so that's your stance on it, I believe, right? You believe that UFOs are I feel are aliens alien are attached to UFOs, yes. Are alien aircraft or so forth? Yes. Okay. And, and why do you believe that? I just think it's very... Sorry if people think differently, but... I think it's very narrow-minded that we're the center of the universe and only us exist on this planet. And life might not be like life on this planet, but I believe life in, on other planets. And there has to be somewhere intelligent life other than us out there. What makes you think we're intelligent? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping they're more intelligent than us. <laughs> okay, so Len, what, what's your thoughts on it? Basically the same. I, I, do I believe in UFOs? Yes. I cannot believe that in the vastness of this universe, we're the only ones here. I mean, there's, there's got to be something else out there. Mm -hmm. So, and that's your, your thought of it. That's and basically it. Yeah. So, what about all this, this documentation and everything? Is that? Do you think that's proof of that we are being visited by alien spaceships? Again, <laughs> again, if if you if you believe that we're we're not alone, uh, then you know obviously I think it's curiosity alone would would have them uh, want to want to know what's going on, want to know what we're doing. Makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Ann? I would say that I believe in UFOs. Okay. I think. There's so many accounts of encounters. Uh, what was the couple Betty and Betty and right uh, here in New England? Uh, right here in New England. Yep. And I, I just 
don't think there's a readily available explanation, as you said, what 700 and some odd of those reports were completely unexplained. Right. So are 716 people completely bonkers and off their rocker? Maybe, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. And I don't see why there couldn't be life someplace else in this universe. Makes sense. By the way, when they say 701 remain unidentified, they're not saying they are flying saucers, by the way. Mm-hmm. They just don't know what they are. They don't know what they are. Exactly. Uh, my big problem with that, of course, is uh, the vastness of space. We always talk about you know, the vastness of space. There's got to be more people out there. It's also the, diff- the problem of traveling from there mm-hmm. to here because it is too... I mean, we're going to jump on this stupid comet uh, that goes around the sun. Around the sun, our solar system, one little tiny little speck. It's going to take us like three days to, for, for the thing that no three three years three years for it to get the, to get on the stupid thing. So, I don't know if if space uh, if you know spaceships have the technology to travel that vast distance to come to our planet to give us animal probes. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's my opinion. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're right along. We're right along. Now we'll play that oh, videotape. Stop it. Hi, I'm Steve Parson from the UK. And when I'm not looking I'm, for Nessie here, I'm, I'm going to put it in in post. I'm coming to I'll New fix England. His wagon. I'm coming to New England to look for monsters at Spirit Quest. Hope to see you there. <laughs> it was so lifelike, wasn't it? Very <laughs> lifelike. He was right here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Ron, when did you get back? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to talk about the Loch Ness Monster. Right. The Loch Ness Monster is a serpent-like, serpent-like creature that allegedly lives in Loch Ness, a large freshwater lake near Inverness, Scotland. Loch Ness, located in the Scottish Highlands, has a large, wow, has, has the largest volume of fresh water in Great Britain. Wow. The body of water reaches a depth of 800 feet and a length of 23 miles. Scholars of the Loch Ness Monster find dozens of references to Nessie in Scottish history dating back to around 500 A.D. when the Picts, you know the Picts? Nope. Neither do I. Uh, carved strange aquatic creatures in standing stones near Loch Ness. Ooh, standing stones. Yep. Those are the, cool. The earliest written reference of uh, the monster is in the 7th century, in the biography of St. Columba, an Irish missionary who uh, introduced Christianity to Scotland in 565 A.D. According to the biographer, I know you remember that. St. Columba was on his way to visit the king of the northern Picts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pick? When he stopped at Loch Ness to confront a beast that had been killing people on the lake, Seeing the large beast to a, about to attack another man, St. Columb- Columba interview, intervened by invoking the name of God and commanding the creature to go back with all speed. The monster retreated and never harmed another man. Of all the uh, accounts of this aquatic, uh, aquatic beast date back 1,500 years, all efforts to find credible evidence have failed. That has been dampened by, hasn't dampened the... Uh, Enthusiasm of the public. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. So let's start with you. Me. Nessie. No. Really? 
really? Why? I don't believe in the. I just. I don't believe in the Loch Ness monster. Why? 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 Don't think that again. I don't think there's enough evidence that's ever been gathered mm-hmm. to really. We have the surgeon's photo. Support su- what? The surgeon's photo. The surgeon's photo. Yeah. Um, the that's the famous. The yeah. famous. There's other one there, and only famous. A, no, there's other photos. There's plenty. I. I. Actually, there's a lot of. Photos. I think it's a figment of people's imagination. Fine. And maybe he had a photo, but I don't know what it's of. Fine. I don't think it's Nessie. So you poo-pooed it. Sorry. Poor Nessie. My apologies to the... Nessie. Locke people. All the Scots. The Scots. And the, the little center there where they sell little Nessie, <laughs> Nessie souvenirs. I bet they're real cute, though. I bet you they are. I bet they yeah. are. Yeah. I'd buy one if I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Len, what about you? Yeah, I tend to agree with Anne. I'm not, I'm not totally convinced about Nessie. I, I, think, I think people would like to think there's a serpent in, in the Loch Ness, but there's not, a, I, I agree, uh, there's not enough evidence. There's been some pictures, but I, I, there's not enough evidence. Tons of eyewitness accounts. Just like your UFOs. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just saying. I know. That's it? You got anything else you want to add? No, that's <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> Nate? No, I don't believe in quote-unquote monster of Loch Ness. Whoa. I believe that. Why? Why? He's because I think people say space is the last frontier, but I think our oceans may have creatures that we haven't discovered yet. And if they do come up in rivers and locks and stuff like that, that's an explanation for that type of phenomena. I think. Right. Is it, is it only that I, I'm trying to remember now? Is it like only five percent of the na- of the world's uh, oceans and, and rivers and some crazy things explored have been explored. Yeah, oh. that means there's 95 percent of the waterways out mm-hmm. there that have never mm-hmm. been investigated. So, yeah, theory. I agree. It good could be very neat. But I what I mean, what you guys you just gave the possibility of Nancy. You just endorsed that. I understand by saying what you said. Yeah, well, no, I, we don't believe in the. It's a monster. monster. What's well, a term they call it? What do you what we call it? The Loch Ness creature. Aquatic. That's fine. We can call it the Loch Ness creature if it makes you feel better. <laughs> Loch Ness creature. The fish. Yeah. Loch Ness strange. Fish. What, was the, what was the most recent photo? Well, m- most recent. That I don't know. Huh? Yeah, I mean, but I'm sure Steve Passon, who's presenting this uh, at Spiracus, will know. Probably will. Yeah. Yeah, because he is actually a, a uh, Nessie. Enthusiast, and he Ooh. does go does investigate. Yep, and he has ah. gone there. So uh, that will be intriguing. But you know, I look at Nessie, and I uh, I look at all the other monsters like Champ and uh, Ogie Pinocchio and all the other ones. There are dozens and dozens of reports of them. And the interesting thing about those, they're all similar in what they are—a serpent-like creature mm-hmm. with uh, a lot of them with hoss he- horses' heads and. Uh, so, when you have, to me, when you have many reports from various parts of the world, it's given me the inclination that there is something there. And I find that so amazing because you guys, like, you know, jumped all over the UFO thing, and, and this is almost the exact same thing. We've got some footage, we've got some tons of eyewitness reports. So, anyways. I don't think it's the same thing. I do. 
All right. I well, that's your opinion. I, I think did. it's uh, technology versus... Uh, what? No, technology versus... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Aren't you the guy who said Bigfoot was interdimensional beings? <laughs> possibly. I said that was a possibility. So why couldn't Nessie be an interdimensional being? Mm. Or an alien? Mm. No, see, it's all, all in your beliefs. It is. You're prejudiced, that's all. <laughs> <I'm told. laughs> yeah, okay. Prejudiced, I'm telling you. Right. Nessie is going to have a Me Too movement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag Nessie give, Too. Give Nessie some, give Nessie some, some love, will you? So, uh, anyways, I, uh, you know, it's it's intriguing. All this stuff is cool, which is what I really love. Yeah. So, anyways, we're going to jump on to the next subject, which happens to be Steve Parsons as well, and that is time slips, since he was just on the In Search of and the new one. Mm-hmm. So, time slips are occurrences of a dislocation in the flow of time by means of which travel between different periods of time is supposed to be possible and has been reported throughout history. English women vacationed in France in 1901 claimed they stepped back to the French Revolution. Two English couples in traveling Spain stayed in, a ni- in the 1970s, stayed in an archaic hotel that was simply gone on their return version. Uh, physicists like Albert Einstein, oh boy, Emiko Kaku, <laughs> and Stephen Hawking have all... Evol uh, said that time travel is theoretically possible. Our science just can't achieve it. But what if it occurs natural or nature, or other people can? So I have a famous case which I'm going to read. So give you guys a much oh boy, more. Boy, he's going to read some more, folks. Yep, yep. And no, you know, my, everybody loves my reading. Mm-hmm. So this is from my book, of course, Ghost Today, 365. Uh, spectral, supernatural, and just plain scary tales of the supernatural, whatever. Anyway, what's oh, my new book? Uh, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, August 10th, 1901. I remember that. The Palace of Versailles in Paris, France. That's for French. You know. Yes. In 1901, two Englishwomen, Anne Mobley and Eleanor Jourdain, were visiting uh, the Palace of Versailles. During the afternoon, uh, while touring the palace, they set off to visit the Petit Trinon, another house on the property. Oh, thank God. Unfamiliar with the surroundings, they soon got lost. Uh, They wandered upon something that didn't seem right and began to feel depressed. The scenery had changed. Peasants, a farmhouse, a gazebo, and people in period dress appeared. Anne and Eleanor crossed the bridge, finding a house. After the tour, they returned to Paris. Sometime later, they were discussing their trip when Anne showed Eleanor a sketch of the woman she had made at the Petit Trion. That's that house there. Eleanor uh, was was surprised because she had not seen that woman in the, in the sketch. In other words, she didn't see it. Further, when they compared notes... There were more discrepancies in their observations of the day. Intrigued by the mystery, they returned to Versailles. Upon their return, they found no bridge, no farmhouse, no gazebo, at least in 1901. Why do I read these things? I don't know. I don't either. The woman learned that while they were visiting Versailles on the exact same uh, day the palace was sacked during the French Revolution. And uh, the woman that Anne had sketched was none other than Marie Antoinette. And it appeared the two women had somehow slipped back in time. 
spooky, huh? Very. Yeah. Pretty uh, crazy. So there are many, many reports of that. So uh, let's see. I think it's your time, Len. <laughs> Here we turn. go. Len, time slips. <laughs> Is my turn? Yeah, you started name. with me last time. Didn't I start with you last time? Did he? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Sorry. You're, you're making me go look. Ahead, oh, you want me to? Okay. That's all right. Um, Don't steal her. She gets a little. Oh, stop. Yeah, I would have to say it's a possibility. Yes. Yes. And and why? Well, I think if you're gonna, it goes back to that whole thing with the with Bigfoot. If you can, if you believe that there possibly is an interdimensional uh, side to that, then mm-hmm. yeah, I think time slip, uh, time travel, or time slips are possible. I just don't. We obviously we haven't discovered how to do it yet, but. We actually can go back in time. They did that in Boston. They did. They shot a particle. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Pretty cool, huh? Cool. Hmm. Shoot a person, then I'll be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Nate? Yes, I believe in time slips. Okay. Um, I think part of it is your environment. I think in your environment records things. And if certain aspects of the environment come up again, I think it's a possibility for past experience and maybe future experiences to bleed through the present. Miss Ann? If that makes sense, I don't know. Yeah, perfect <laughs> sense. Uh, I would say that I believe in time slips. I think maybe, like anything else, uh, some people are more open to it than others. Uh, just as if, you know, psychic impressions and things like that come very easily to some people and, you know, not to others. So I would say based on, you know, maybe where you are, you know, where you are and maybe something really whatever happened there made such an impression that like kind of Nate said it bleeds through and very very and similar to people uh, pick re- up on it doing investigations residual hauntings right you know there's a you it just keeps happening over and over and over again whether you're there or you're not there but the mm-hmm. big difference between residual hauntings and timeless is that uh, a residual haunting is not interactive whereas a a time slip is. Uh, Mark Nesbitt always tells me about the uh, uh, University of Gettysburg uh, that he did uh, some research on. uh, I guess, I forget that he did an interview that people had actually happened to. Oh, in the the dorm? Yes, they went down. Two women were leaving late one night. They went down on an elevator. in the basement, yeah. And they opened up the basement door. And when they did, it was a hospital. uh, And there were people being tended. And uh, they were surprised, and they didn't know what was going on. And then a couple of the people, or one of the persons, started walking towards them, and they panicked, and they like, boo, boo, beating on the buttons to try to get away, and they did close, and they went up. They got the security guard. They went back down, and when the doors opened, they were nothing there. Wow. Because I, I, I know I, I've met Mark, and I've, mm-hmm. I've, we've talked about that situation. And, um, 
Was there any, I don't remember, Is it, was there an interaction? Yes, because one of them recognized the people standing there. Okay. And that occurs a, a lot of times. Um, I remember I interviewed these, uh, oh, God, I can't remember the name. That was years ago. Um, so it was an all-woman team of paranormal investigators from uh, down south. I forget it was Louisiana or whatever. And they were on a case one time, and they went into a room and when they were in a room, the whole room was different. And um, they had what they thought was a full-body apparition, and uh, they ran out of the room. And then when they came back in, it was a total different room. That person wasn't there and, 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 and that. In fact, Mark Nesbeth, of course, uh, he had that famous uh, case with the, the liquid that was in the Lady Daniel Farm. I don't know if you heard that one. Was aware of that? No, that's uh, he was um, the lady Daniel Farm. I think that's an error, but unless I screwed it up again. Uh, in Gettysburg, we investigated it a couple of times. In fact, I, it's in my new book. Bah, 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 bah. It's showing you the plug. Go, more Ghost Chronicles. Um, it's our first investigation, there. <laughs> and um, he told us that he was he's on like on the board of directors of that farm, and, and he got a call from the caretaker. He says, Mark, you've got to come over. It's, it's an old farm, like everything in, in Gettysburg. Uh, Gettysburg was used as a field hospital. And, the, and the, the, one of the rooms you can go in and you can still see the bloody handprints on the floor and everything else. So he got a call from the, the caretaker, and the, the caretaker said, Mark, you've got to come in right away. So he says, well, it's the middle of the Sunday. Yeah, you've got to come in. You've got to come in. So he, he drove down. He wouldn't tell him what it was. And he got into the, the house, and he says, come this way. He comes. And he walked into the room. And there in the, the middle of this room was this... Uh, liquid, like rust-colored liquid on the floor. So Mark uh, took a sample of it, uh, and uh, he spent quite a bit there time there photographing it, measuring it, and everything else. And uh, then he left. And when about halfway he got home, he got another call from the caretaker. And says, Mark, you got to come back. He says, what? He says, got to come back. So he says, all right. So he came back, went in the room. It was gone. All that liquid was never there. The room, not only that, but the floor had that light dust on it, like you know you have when you not use a room very often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's. And by the way, uh, the sample he checked, uh, he had it sent to the lab. I forget which lab it was at the time. He told me, but I can't remember. And it came back as a human blood sample. So uh, was it that possible that this was a time slip once again, uh, not a person? But you know, organic substance from mm. another time I period. I remember that story. Yeah, there's there's lots of uh, examples of it. Uh, you, you, oh, take a look. Oh, that's just good. Let's start with that. Uh, if you go on the internet, you'll see a, a lot of uh, what they call uh, YouTube videos of yes. of like Charlie Chapman, the guy supposedly has a cell phone and everything else. I mean, what, what's your thoughts with those? And we'll start with you, Lynn. I've seen that video that you, that's on YouTube. I have to. Uh, there's a lot the, of them. The lady, yeah. It was a lady, I believe, walking down the street, supposedly on a cell phone. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Back in the 1920s or whatever. Yeah, I've seen that. I, I don't know. Is it a cell phone? It looks like a cell phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, based on mm -hmm. the YouTube video, it looks like a cell phone, but is that what it is? There's many other ones, though. There's, there's tons that, that of them. That's something I've seen. Yeah, there's tons of them out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's the explanation on the I don't know which one what camp I believe in, but there's an explanation some listening device that she had. I don't know if, what type of listening device they had back then, but 
That's an explanation for that, but... That was the Charlie Chaplin video we're yeah. talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anne, have you seen that one? I have not seen it, oh, okay. so I can't, I can't speak to it. Or have you seen any other ones of uh, the ones that came back? Mm-mm. No. no. There are a lot of them. I remember uh, not too long ago they had one of a fight, and I forget uh, which whose fight it was. It was a... Uh, a boxing? A boxing match in, mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, I think it was, and they showed uh, a person in the stand with the camera and they were saying that camera uh, you know it was a guy from the future because that camera wasn't at that time it wasn't mm-hmm. around and everything else but how do you know it hasn't been photoshopped well that's you know what I'm saying? that's I, I mean, mean anybody we, can do you, anything with we, everything we talked about on on, t- on the show tonight mm-hmm. can be faked there's yeah. no doubt about it yeah. mm-hmm. there's another one if I'm but by the way, they found out that that model of camera was around at that time. There's another one of, if I'm not mistaken, isn't there one of the Kennedy assassination? And there's a woman standing in the crowd with clothing on that was not of that yeah. time period. That's another thing they do, too, with the there clothing. Again, was yeah. it Photoshopped that way? It mm. doesn't appear to be. but Right. But how would you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, see, that's the problem we face as, as paranormal enthusiasts or paranormal right. investigators. Mm-hmm. We, there are so many people out there who just, just kind of do it, it right. Yeah, or whatever. I, I think a lot of times it comes down to unless you experience it yourself, mm-hmm. then I, I really I think you have to experience a lot of this stuff you have to experience yourself. Lynn, I agree with you 100%. When I first started doing this, and I have a degree in environmental science, and so I you used my science background to, to I was going to use it to either prove or disprove the, the paranormal existence of ghosts. And I soon realized that I couldn't because there are people out there, even if I had the perfect evidence of a, you know, a still photo of a full body apparition, uh, they're not going to believe it. You know? Or even if a, a, a ghost came out and slapped them across their face, <laughs> they would rationalize it in a way. So you're not going to convince everybody that you have the ultimate proof. Uh, unless, you know, I, I can't even think of a, a, a way that it would happen, you know. It's it's a sad situation that we're dealing with. I think we can all sit here and tell each other about experiences we've had doing different investigations. But I wasn't there. You weren't there. Right. You don't know whether I'm telling you the truth. Right. I don't know if you're telling me the truth. Right, right. It's just... Have to be. There. I mean, for instance, just before the show, you were talking about what, what's the house you work at? Yellow House, Middleborough. Oh, house. Great place. You should oh, go visit it. Tours are great. They mm-hmm. run events as well. But you're talking about a video of a, uh, of, of a woman that you had captured, right? Right, right. So I listened to you, and I'm still skeptical. It's Absolutely. like, I haven't seen it, so no, I, I don't I know. Yet. And, and, and so many people, uh, if you go on, on like YouTube or you go on Facebook, and everything, they put these blurry ig- images out there uh, that a lot of them are just camera distortions, and, right. and they, they claim they're spirits, and it's, it's proof of it. But it isn't. At least not, I can explain it away, or, or China. I mean, it may be, but there, there's so many things. And plus, then you run into the, the plain fakery, which is really hurting everybody. Right, hurts everybody. Yeah. Across the board. <laughs> I, I remember my paranormal study group that at Circles of Wisdom, um, which I'll be broadcasting live from on September uh, 8th. <laughs> Come down and see the new store in Methuen. Uh, but uh, anyways... I had a paranormal study group there, and, and one of the things uh, that had come out in the, in the news was this woman who recorded a ghost in her garden, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. And to me, it looked like an app. So 
I, I talked to one of my friends who knows how to use these funny phones. What do they call them? Smartphones. Smartphone? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, those things. Yes. So, um, yeah, so they were able to get the app and actually found the same ghost. And we were in the class oh, and, we, and we, we put yeah. the picture of in Circles of Wisdom, right? And, mm -hmm. and posted it up at, so on Facebook so that to, to show. Well, there was a video just recently on YouTube mm -hmm. and it showed supposedly an apparition caught on film. And it turns out that the same apparition is in like four <laughs> or five different films. Ghost apps. Yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> Maybe get famous ghosts. Yeah. Maybe it gets around. It really gets around. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, I mean, that's what it is. And then it's, like you said, it's so easy to fake everything, Photoshop everything and everything else. Mm -hmm. So so sad. So sad. It is very sad. Yep. That's Stop the, ruining it for all of us. The best ghost detector is ourself, and you're absolutely right, Lynn. I agree with you 100% on that. Unless you experience it yourself, it's not real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Years ago, okay. they were able to tell if you're getting a raw file or something, but nowadays people can adjust that everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's why when, we first when I first started doing this, we used to do with film, and I love film, absolutely love film, because mm -hmm. at least you have the negative, you have some right. type of a... Right, that's true. Uh, I always, always funny story, I always remember we did an investigation at the uh, Tenney Gatehouse in Methuen. And uh, Joe Bella was the caretaker at that time, and Maureen and I were in there, and he took pictures and everything. So afterwards, he came back. He says, "Ron, you got to see these pictures. I got you got to see these pictures." So I looked at him. He says, "Ron, every time you're around, look at you get this black haze around you, right? And look at Maureen. She's got angel wings, and she did. She had angel wings in the picture, and it was always this black haze around me." Okay. So I said, "Oh, that's that's no really surprise. wow. That's pretty cool." Uh, do you have the negatives? And he says, yeah. I said, can I borrow them? Says, yeah. So I took the negatives, and I went and had them developed, and I brought back. Guess what? What? There was no blackness around me. Mm -hmm. There was no angel, angel wings, wings on the one. It was just bad development. <laughs> but he had proof. He had pictures that if you looked at it, you'd say, oh, my God, that's it. That's it. Huh. But when you had the negatives, you went back, you looked at them yeah. and everything. Pull that was up. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that's it's... Fair. It's, uh, I love film. Film is, I don't know why we got away from it, but it's so much better. <laughs> and we never had these Arby problems with film no, either. this is true. <laughs> no. Anyway. All right, so let's see what we do time-wise. Okay, we're doing all right. So anyways. About eight minutes. All right, Spoonbin. Well, this is a pretty quick one. Ooh. Uh, Spoonbin is the apparent def deformation of objects, especially metal cutlery. 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 Yeah, that too. Yes. Either with physical force or less force that would uh, normally be necessary. In 1970s, Yuri Geller astonished the world by bending metal spoons as well as metal keys and other objects and materials. Uh, causing spoons, keys, and other objects to bend without any physical force is a common stage trick as well. So, spoon bending, or quantum spoon bending. Honestly, I really don't know that much about it. I had really... Uh, Paid much attention to it, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> you don't think it's cool? I suppose it would be, but <laughs> I've never, like I said, I've really never paid that much attention. A couple of spare questions. You, you shall see. <laughs> Nate? Is it I just a trick or is, or is there I something? Think, I, think it, I think it's a trick. Because mm. if you work at something long enough, you're going to find like the sensitivities of the spoon or fork and 
know how just right to bend it or break it mm -hmm. just using your fingers. That's my opinion. I, to I totally believe in quantum spoon bending because I've seen Leslie Martin do it in front of me. Right in front of my face. But there again, it gets right back to what I said that five minutes ago. Yeah, true. You have to be there. You, you have, have to, to be actually there. see it happen. Before you, you have to it. see this stuff happen. I'm yeah. telling you, I've seen her do it. And, uh, and it uh, blows my mind. I'm like, what? That's crazy. It, but it happens. It happens. And I, I have no explanation. Cir I don't know. Circles of wisdom always bring Gene Ang and... He was a physicist, and he, he's doing into this now, this quantum uh, heal. It's a healing modality, actually, spoon it. Now, I also sit in the magician's circle, so I, I understand how you can do the tricks with it as well. Okay, so that being said, that gives me a little bit of a made. So I've always wanted to take his classes, never did. So Karen Ruck, do you remember Karen Ruck, I right? remember yeah. Karen, yes. So Karen Ruck took it, and she was bending spoons like it was nothing, <laughs> right? So we, we were on a cruise one time. Uh, we did a little ghost cruise out of Portsmouth. And uh, I said, you want to try your spoon bender thing? She said, sure. So she did it, and she bent it, right? And then we took a woman, an old well, she took a woman, an old woman out of the crowd, right? And came her up here, gave her the spoon, told her what to do. And she bent that spoon like it was nothing. No. Now this this spoon was not easy to bend. Trust me, it was. Right. It was None difficult. of them are. Well, right. So you can get soft. You spoons, can yeah. get soft. Spoons. So, anyways, you always used to have that ice cream. So I've always been intrigued right. by it. So I actually took Gene uh, Yang's class, and I sat in the back of the room, and it was packed because it's always packed. And I went in a totally disbelief, and I sat there. But I said, if I'm going to even contemplate this, I've got to at least be, try it and be open-minded about it. So I did. I did exactly what I said. I was bending the, the tines. I did duplicate stuff. It's, it's really, I mean, it's a lot like you were sitting there doing it. Uh, there was one of them that was, uh, you had to, it, it's a lot of weird stuff, trust me. This is <laughs> really weird. All this quantum stuff is weird. It is. So, but anyways, I had bent one originally, and I had it bent a certain way. And so I put it down on my feet, and I took a, a brand new spoon, a uh, fox, actually, a fox, and put it down next to it. And I, then I did the uh, the thing, visualizing, blah, 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 blah. And then I picked up the other one, and, went, and it bent exactly the way that I wanted the other one to bend. And that was what I mindset was, okay, I'm going to do it this. So, surprisingly, uh, I'm not sure if I believe in quantum physics because we like to use quantum physics well, for every excuse. To right, for everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I do believe that, you know, I know that I can do it, and I certainly didn't believe I could. So. Well, it's it's totally amazing to watch. I, I just well, spirit quest, you'll, you'll have your chance. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to do this class with Wesley. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. Yep, Leslie Actually. and I will be doing it. Yes, and, uh, and Ron. God bless Leslie you. Leslie and Ron. Uh, it's, and unless you do it, it's, you know, you really can't see it. I mean, and, and it's the funny part about it is because once you bend these things, you think, oh, I can just unbend bend it. it back. It's not that easy. Not Especially it's, it's good cuddly, cuddly, cuddly. Cut fox, good fox. <laughs> Utensils. <laughs> Utensils. <laughs> All right. So that's pretty much, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Spirit Quest is coming up September 28th, 29th. We have... Uh, Give you the whole thing. 
um, in search of the 10 most haunted castles in Britain by Dylan Jones. He works for the BBC and also runs the great uh, British Ghost Tour website. Uh, in search of uh, banded villages by uh, Thomas D'Agostino, who will be there. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. I'm, uh, I brought that subject with him. Uh, in search of New England legends, Jeff Belanger, so that'll be cool. In search of Loch Ness Monsters, Steve Parsons, Search of Bigfoot, Ken DaCosta. In search of USOs, those two guys. In search of ancient, Amer <laughs> ancient American igma, igmas. Igmas? How do you enigmas? Say enigmas. Derek Gunn, your buddy Derek Gunn. Yes, Derek Gunn. Which is, if you I don't know what ancient emerges is, uh, they're, they're all like strange stuff. Anyways, in search of the meaning of dreams, Roxy Zorka. Uh, in search of the old coot of Greylock, which is an interesting story. It's also in my book, Ghost of Day. Uh, Josh Mantello. In search of the missing epitaph. Me. Ann Carrigan, which is what we'll do. Uh, uh, real quick, because we do have to wrap it up. We do. Uh, oh, we do. Yep. We got our two-minute warning. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have pictures of just the uh, headstones, the, the carving on the stone, and using your powers of psychometry and psychic abilities, I need you to give me names, how they died, where they died, circumstances of death, whatever you want to give me. And how much money they left. And what? How much money they left behind. How much money they left behind, right. And where is it? And where is so, it? Yeah. Where is it? <laughs> and where is it buried? All right, got to wrap this up. Okay, also, uh, the rest. yep, uh, Laura Wister will be there. She's a, she's a medium. I actually took Reiki with her uh, she will be getting uh, doing actually in, in search of messages from beyond. It'll be a gallery where awesome. she'll connect with spirit. Uh, in search of time slips, Steve Parson. In search of quantum spoonman, um, myself and Leslie, and who knows what else will be there. All right. Don't forget in search of fear and search of pirates. Oh yes, pirates on Friday night. We're all going to be dress dressed up. as pirates. Dress up. So now we have to go. Uh, we do. We have to go. We want to thank our guests, though. We do want to thank our guests very much. Thank you, Len. Thank you, Nate. So much fun having you on the show. We appreciate it so much. And I, I, I appreciate your candor. Yes. So until next right. time, yeah. good night. Sure. And we'll see you at Spirit Quest. Hopefully. <laughs>